people can join or, or watch it. Um, I just want to make sure we have good service. And I think we're recording. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. Um, usually I play my intro. I've been having, just to let you guys know, I've been having real bad, like, interference lately and glitching. So, um, but anyway, I have another fascinating guest for you guys today. Someone who's really put the time into the ufology community, and he's very highly respected in our in, our, in the ufology community. I have with me uh, TV personality and radio show host Roderick Martin. He's an expert UFO and UAP investigator with the Mutual UFO Network. Uh, he hosts the podcast and YouTube channel Why the Big Secret, where ufologists, researchers, experiencers, speakers, and authors discuss the big issues. Roderick founded one of the most popular clubs on Clubhouse Social App. The club has over 25,000 members and is a relaxed venue where luminaries can share their stories, passions, thoughts on the UAP phenomenon, and visions of the space future. Past guests include Linda Mullen Powell, Billy Carson, Grant Cameron, Alan Steinfeld, Barbara Lamb, Whitley Strieber, Kathleen Martin, retired Air Force Captain Robert Salas, and countless authors and real-life experiencers. Uh, Roger uh, hails from uh, the big state of Texas, and his email... Um, Sorry, his website is www.whythebigsecret.com, and his YouTube is Why the Big Secret. And I want to give him a big warm welcome to the show, Roderick. Thank you for coming on my show. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and I, I, I've been I've been watching your stuff for a while. Like, I love how you tackle the UFO phenomenon, and I'm also a big fan of Billy Carson. I've had Matt Lacroix on my show, um, and I know Billy and Matt work together. Um, before we get into the UFO stuff, like since you're kind of affiliated with Billy, do you kind of hold the same um, uh, theory about the Anunnaki? Do you believe that we were like, visiting the ancient past? You mean, yeah, I 100%, 100% uh, believe in the stories of the Anunnaki and in how they have shaped our future today from them being here in the past. I mean, it, it just all adds up. Yeah, it seems like they, they were like a, a major part of like our religions and like and and they might have some kind of control over like what's going on today. You think? Well, uh, not so much of control of what's going on today, I would assume, but you you would say their footprint, their DNA is part of what we do today because now there's just so many other, you know, daily factors on a, on a on a ground level that's non-spiritual that controls our lives. But yes, I will say from a inner DNA uh, side of things. Yeah. I will say that they, they, they footprint is within all of us. Yeah. Now, how did you become first interested in ETs and UFOs? Well, yeah, I've always been interested, but I, I will say that, you know, I had a sighting, uh, an experience of seeing a UFO when I was around 12 years old, where I grew up in Dallas, Texas. And it was just one late evening, uh, right when the sun, I mean, right when the night skies, you know, kind of just came in, the stars started coming out. And there was a, a kind of a white, uh, silver-looking object that was just kind of zipping like this. And behind it was two jets that was following it. Uh, and, and I thought it was weird at that time. It stayed with me in my mind. And over the months and years as it rose, ro you know, went by, I didn't, I didn't think how significant it was. And didn't talk about it much, Rob, because it was, you know, my, I grew up in a neighborhood where even a neighborhood bully wasn't going to come out on a street corner the next day and say, hey, I saw a UFO last night. You know, street credit just gone. So it stayed my secret over the years. You know, again, you start watching the shows, you start watching, 
you know, like close encounter, encounters of the third kind, ET phone home, all of those things. Then you, you just grew interest. And then as I became a full grown adult, it just went to another level. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like, have you ever um, had another sighting or in, in, let me ask you this. Do you think that that was definitely like an ET craft? Like if, if you had to speculate, because like the jets wouldn't be behind it if it was a, a government craft, maybe. Okay? Yeah, it, it was definitely 100% a, uh, you know, UFO flying in the sky. You know, I, I still remember as though I seen it uh, yesterday. Um, you know, it at a time back then, it was probably been what, the 80s, you know, where, you know, the conversation really was just starting, you know, or what well, had been around a long time. For me, it was probably my first introduction, of course. But, um, yeah, it, it was a UFO, uh, 100%. And at that time for military jets, uh, you know, they were jets, you know, so therefore they had to been following it and, and just like they do today. Yeah. It's amazing. Like now, um, you're a certified MUFON investigator. I've had, um, other MUFON investigators in my show, but I've never asked somebody like, how did you go about doing that? Like I, I I'm, I've been wanting to sign up myself. Like but I, I, I haven't gotten involved in my state's you MUFON program yet. Like, for people that might be interested in that, like, do you just sign up with MUFON and then do you have to pass exams or like, how does it all work out? Like, well, basically um, you will then, if anyone is interested and I encourage anyone uh, that want to get in the game, uh, that's what I call it. Cause we have a lot of fun doing what we do. Uh, it's very interesting. MUFON is a highly respected organization for that. Uh, they're very organized worldwide. You know, it's probably, thousands of investigators uh, within MUFON and then they're segmented through each state. So you would uh, definitely look up MUFON and then you will join MUFON uh, as a member. And then at that point, you would then uh, decide that if that's what you want to do is become a field investigator, then there are ways through the website, but you have to be a member first. And then once you do that, then you're allowed to apply to become a field investigator. Now, once you do that, you will, um, you know, uh, get the handbook, the study book uh, that we all go through. You will study that and then you will take an exam. Uh, upon passing the exam, you will then be a MUFON field investigator. Uh, this will be assigned to the person that's in your area. Uh, you will be issued a mentor for that. Then you can go through what we call MUFON University. And if you go through MUFON University, then you can uh, go through uh, past that and then you'll get your certification to be a certified uh, UFO investigator. Now, do you, do you, do you just, when you investigate, you, do you just investigate UFOs or do you investigate abductions as well? Or move well, on? well, I just investigate um, UFOs. We have a, what we call our star teams and uh, abductions that go to another uh, elevation between MUFON. Uh, and then, but most of all of us or anyone will start as a field investigator where you'll be assigned cases. Uh, and at, at some point you will contact the witnesses and, or if you like to drive out to the location and talk with them, uh, you can do that as well. But as far as abductions, I do not handle abductions. Now, if someone wants to say that they have been abducted, then, and all of this is categorized within our CMS. So if you were to uh, report an abduction, it's going to go into another part of MUFON system and it'll go to the people that are qualified to handle the mental aspect of that for sure. 
Um, so let me ask you this, like, since you're uh, an investigator, like, what are people seeing, like, recently, like, it, it, you've handled, like, um, is it, like, Tic Tacs, is it discs, is it all kinds of things, like, what are the most common things as of recently? Well, it's, it, for example, uh, and that's a great question, it's all kinds of things, because you got to remember, anything flying around that a person don't know what it is, or we don't know what it is, or the government don't know what it is. It's classified as a UFO, unidentified, uh, you know, flying object or unidentified aerial phenomena. And so, um, when we get those cases, it's up to us then to analyze the photograph, whether it's videos or uh, whatever the information that was provided by the witness, and then we can kind of determine uh, the possibilities of what it what it would be. But they all shapes and sizes. Somebody may see a light, think it's an orb. Somebody may see a Chinese lantern and think it's a UFO. They may see Starlink satellites and say, "Okay, I've seen it." They may. It's just so it it, it just whatever the person who saw it at some point uh, decide that they think it was a UFO. Then it comes in, and then we go through hours. But the commonality is is there's no thread to. Uh, you know, there may be a bunch of orbs, there may be a bunch of Chinese lanterns, there may be a bunch of you know, unidentified objects, uh, man-made objects, it, it, you know, drones. It, so it just ran, it's random. It's, it's no um, significant number of this. We, we handle every case as though we're looking to see uh, what is this uh, witness talking about? Is it a possible uh, UFO? Do, do you ever have any cases where people have like burn marks on the ground or like radiation from having close contact from the, um, from the object? I have not personally had those, uh, several years ago. Um, they're in the MUFON journal. If somebody was to purchase that, you can, any of you, I forget which issue, but there was supposed to have been a landing just North of Dallas. Uh, and you can kind of see the prints in the ground of that, but, um, personally, no, I have not, uh, had a, um, you know, a sighting or go to a location where I have to do that. Cause I came in to move on when COVID was really, uh, just starting out. And so the, the uh, procedures changed where we didn't go out and knock on doors, you know, to the witness and sit down with them and, 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 and go with a close proximity. And we could handle stuff via Zoom. We can handle stuff via the phone call. And then all of our other research can be done online. And, and then if there was further need uh, to go out to a location, then at some point somebody would do that. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, um, I was going to say, like, how much do you think the government knows, like, as far as, like, ufology? I guess it's compared to, like, what MUFON knows and the government knows. Like, I, I know we have, like, alien reproduction vehicles or I don't know that for sure. I'm just, from what I researched and stuff, it seems like we have maybe a whole secret space program. I'm, I'm not sure, you know? I mean, I've interviewed secret space program witnesses before, but like, what are your thoughts on all that stuff? Like, the, the, you know, like the existence of a secret space program, what the government has, what they know, and then do you think there's different factions of the government that know different things? All right, let's start with your question of secret space program. Yeah, I believe that we have a space program that is a secret. Okay. Um, you know, typically does it, you know, exist of the super soldier or all of those things, all those are mystical uh, things that some people have evidence to prove that it exists and some don't, but obviously, yes, I will say that we have a space program that is secret the way that I'm wording it, uh, because it needs to be 
It has to be, you know, just for national security. Now, when we go to the other side of that, flip the word to secret space program, where we're thinking that they're already there, or we already got people going to Mars and people living there. Um, you know, that's some of the undercurrent conversations that we have all the time uh, when it comes down into uh, ufology when we do this. Um, another part you ask is, you know, the, you know, is our government um, compartmentalized between factions when it comes down to this? Absolutely. You know, we, we, we going to have both sides of the fence. You know, you got the, the, you know, people that wants disclosure and the people that's blocking it, but make no mistake about it, that they are all on the same team. And I tell people all the time, although we think, you know, one thing or another, but if something was to surface uh, within this community and it was deemed national security, both sides have an obligation to uh, protect United States, the citizens, and and whatever they have signed their oath for. So we won't hear about any of that anyway. Uh, maybe some simple things we are here about. Maybe some stuff that just whistleblower act at some point is going to bring out. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, our, our government is is there's you know when it comes down to it, there's a section or faction of our government that will hold close to their vest all of this, and it's based on technology and money you know, when it comes down to it. And then there's some new people that's in politics that want to know the truth. And and that's the side that we all want. Do you think that like abductions have something to do with that? The fact that they, I mean, like it seems like uh, we can pretty much like say that it's our, like, they happen. Right. Especially like I grew up in the, I'm, I'm, I'm 43. I turned 43 today, actually. So like, Happy birthday. like I grew up in the eighties. Thank you. I grew up in the eighties when, you know, like, this wasn't talked about, like you said, it was taboo, right? But then it's like we heard stories like Whitley Strieber's communion and all the abduction stories came out from the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s. It's like we don't hear about those as much anymore, but it seems like they definitely were happening and, and they might still be happening. But like, do you think the government like would would feel a little bit negligent about like, well, I don't, I don't think there's anything they could do anyway, but like, do you think they, they'd be holding the secret because of what happened with abductions that they weren't able to protect our citizens or something like that. All right. So let me make sure I understand you correctly. You're so you're asking, is there a possibility that our government because of abductions don't want the public to know about abductions in so that there won't be a fear that we can't be protected. Um, yeah. Like they'd be holding, like, do you think one of the reasons like they'd be holding back disclosure is because like, um, because of the abduction phenomenon, like, do you think that's a part of it? I think, yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a part of it because it's just one equation, you know, uh, a piece of the puzzle uh, of what is happening with extraterrestrial contact, whether it's abductions, whether it's technology, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, any of these things that comes up when it, when we talk about it. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, I don't think too many people, we think about disclosure and we want it, but just imagine Rob, if you get a knock at your door and it's the government or I call them the big secret keepers and why the big secret. Mm -hmm. And so the big secret keepers knock at your door and they say, Hey Rob, um, you know, you want disclosure and disclosure is out and you're like, yeah, yeah. And we need to give you a UFO abduction update. You go, yeah, yeah. Well, 
your neighbor two doors down, the Johnsons, you're like, yeah, they're on vacation. Well, they wasn't really on vacation, Rob. They had got abducted. That's why the grass had. <laughs> you, you know it's what I'm saying? True though, right? Yeah. And they say, you know, but they're back. They're back. And, and they're going to be in the house for a while because they got probed and one of them got probed pretty bad. You know, and they have you know, <laughs> hard for him to walk right now. And um, now we're hearing it that they're still in the neighborhood, but you, we just want you to know that disclosure says for us to tell you about the abductions. And it's like, you looking at like, I don't know if I really want to know that now. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I, I, that makes sense. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. But I just, I just felt like, because like, if you look at like some of the past, like, like, um, if you look at like, like the, the death of Carla Turner was like, I, I studied abduction. I don't know too much, but I know a good amount about abduction. I feel like I knew like, and like if you look at like Carla Turner's death, for example, like, and even yeah, John Mack. That case, so. yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, like they, they were both abduction researchers that kind of like got like taken out in weird ways. Well, they were, I don't want to say they were taken out, but they died in weird ways. John Mack was hit by a car. So it makes me think that maybe they tried to cover this up in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not sure. And I would guess that they probably did to some extent. I, I don't know, though, you know? Well, coincidence or coincidence, right? So if it, you know, if you're saying that there was a coincidence between the two, then it's worth looking into. Yeah. yeah. I agree. No, what I'm going to ask you is um, when it comes to, like, like the, the, the UFO abduction and, like the Betty and Barney Hill case, that's a pretty landmark case because like they, they were an interracial couple, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I think it's not just that, but it's like, so there's like some significance to it for that, for, for what they stood up for. And, and, you know, and also, but they stood up for human rights and they stood up for people's abduction rights too. Like, do you feel like that was a pretty important case as well? Um, yeah, especially in ufology, uh, because, it was just one more layer to evidence that abductions were, you know, validated uh, at some point through them. Um, then you uh, go into some of the things that Betty and Barney Hill experienced under hypnosis. Uh, so that was a pretty landmark. Now, all right, so we can now add the element that at the time that uh, there was a lot of uh, racial, you know, segregation and here's an interracial couple. So I think. Uh, you split that in the middle, you know, one uh, goes down one lane and the other one goes down one lane. Uh, so if you want to talk about that, them being an interracial couple and all the issues and with racism and all that, then that goes down its own path. But in the UFO thing, no matter if they're black, white, green or whoever, uh, the story is, uh, is interesting. We all want to know when these things happen. We want to know, uh, you know, everything about, uh, the hypnosis and what it revealed in their story. So it's two unique paths, but I think, you know, um, so it works really good for my community and your community as we, we look at those things. But at the end of the day, it's the UFO thing that we're into as well. Um, well and then I was going to ask you, like, I think, I think like we, we like in, as far as like the African-American community, it seems like you don't hear as much about like contact or, or abductions I'm not sure, but I, it seems like I don't you don't hear about it as much. Do you think that like they might be more guarded about it, like as far as coming out with their experiences, or do you think that's just like I just kind of get wanted to get your thoughts? 
you you know, as far as the African American community coming out with those experiences, you're 100 percent correct um, that it is something that is less common talked about. And it's one of my new missions uh, that I'm going to start a movement in about two or three weeks where we want to dig into our community. We want to get people comfortable to talk um, or provide a safe place for people to communicate. Uh, and then we're going to interview as many people as we can to to bring those things out. Uh, there's a lot of factors uh, when it comes down to uh, our community sharing these experiences, one being uh, religious factor, beliefs, culture, and lens that we see uh, this phenomena under versus some other cultures. Another factor is um, less representation in the African-American community. There's not, there's many people out there don't know I even exist. Uh, my channel exists where somebody that looks and, and, and looks like them and that can be trusted enough to have them to come forward without ridicule, without speculation, because I'm a believer. I'm in this. Uh, they can go somewhere else and some other shows who may have a uh, moment of topic about UFOs and then laugh and giggle. And then we're going to bring humor into it too, Rob, because it's going to be normal. It's a normal conversation for us, right? We can laugh. It's like you and I was giggling about the duction two doors down from your house. Uh, but you're hundred percent correct with your observation. There is a disconnect. There is a need. And I think not just, a black thing, uh, but people like yourself that may know of other African-Americans may know friends or, uh, and, and then maybe also get an understanding for your audience as well. It's a knowledge thing. And, uh, for you, as you encounter more people, I think it's a, it's an untapped place. Um, so I'm going to do my best to bring it forward. I, I, I can I honestly like, agree with you. I mean, I know I look Caucasian, but I'm, my last name is Khalil. I'm actually like part Lebanese. You know, like okay. you know, my, my family was in all the all the American wars, but like my ethnic heritage is you know Lebanese and Greek. And even in like like that community, I don't see um, a lot of you know uh, people coming out like uh, as far as like you know saying they got abducted or saying they had contact and. I think, like you said, I think one of the big things is it has to do with like religions and like people think like, what, what will people think of me if I come out with this? Like, will, will I be shunned from my community? Like, do you, do you think that's part of it? Absolutely. Uh, all of it, you know, shame, uh, fear, uh, you know, of ridicule, um, you know, just mental health about it, lack of understanding. Uh, you know, there are so many aspects but you're correct um, on your assumptions and and it is a problem uh, and i think it's and it's a problem because people are being affected by it okay and, and there this one of these things that they're imploding and you know within within this uh genre and, and and they don't have any explanation and they don't have any um you know uh, what's the word i'm looking for a social circle to talk about it and, and so that's one of the things that I'm going to provide. Uh, and again, also with hopefully with people that's willing to come forward to express themselves so that others can see that, hey, wait a minute, my, my story is similar. Um, I, you know, and, and we're, we're going to provide help. We're not just going to be sitting there just talking. Um, we're going to first give them a place to relieve their conscious thoughts on it. And then after that, we'll go there. So you're 100% correct. 
That's cool. Um, I, I think it's much needed. And, and, and I think like, I don't think it'll just be, like I said, I don't think it'll just be the African-American community. I think you'll get a lot of people from a lot of ethnicities, you know, like probably yeah. maybe, you know. And, like, and we're like, open for that. You know what I mean? And you too, you know, you can start down that path in your own uh, community. Um, but then we're still bridging everybody. Everybody's included. I don't want anybody to feel that they're excluded just because they're not African-American, just that I am. And there's a disconnect in my community and I owe it in and willing to go down that road for, uh, to help others in my community. If those someone would do theirs as well, but at the same time, everybody's welcome to this campfire that I'm going to put together. So that's cool. And, um, do you, but that said, do you think we're ready for disclosure? Like, oh, like for full, full blown disclosure from the government. No, like, no. And, and we'll never get it. And I explained that a little bit because there could be 10 doors, Rob, that the government has secrets behind. And yeah, you and I, as you know, talking about this on our channels and what's ever behind door number one, and we get enough people pushing, they'll open up the door and say, okay, okay, y'all got us. But if we never know what's behind two through 10, they're not going to just admit it through disclosure. Oh, yeah, y'all, you want disclosure. Here is the other stuff. They're not going to do that. Never will. Uh, another facet to that is, are, and the question is, are we ready? I was on an airplane the other day uh, flying for New Year's Eve, and we had some heck of a turbulence, okay? And they warned us before I went to the bathroom, you know, and they was like, you want to have some turbulence to make sure you sit down. But could you imagine, because we want this ex disclosure, we want it, let, let, let's get it. And I got off that plane and they handed me a brochure and said, Mr. Martin, because you want a disclosure, here's the brochure. That turbulence was a UAP that flew over us. Now it yeah, messed up our instrument panels a little bit, but we didn't crash. It's okay. It had, you know, do we really want to know that? Or Rob, you're going to take your next flight before you get on. They put the oxygen mask thing. You know how they do that whole thing. And they say, oh, by the way, judging because we want disclosure, section 2238, tell us to tell you that the last time flight that we went through, uh, we had a few turbulence. It was some UFOs and stuff. And we had a little wind shear behind it, but we okay. How many people is going to get off that plane? You know what I mean? How yeah. many? Gonna, yeah, a lot. It's going to get off the plane. They've been like, no, nah, yeah. I didn't take this trip, you know? So it's, yeah, do, exactly. Do we want disclosure? And I really think what we really want, what we really want that will be what we call disclosure for any of us has nothing to do with the government, has everything to do with the extraterrestrials. And if they were to fly somewhere in broad daylight, land a big old aircraft and get out and wave, that's it. Disclosure is done. But that's all we want to know. We don't want to know about all yeah. that the military got because it don't matter anymore. And, and one work. thing I thought was interesting was like one that when you I, I heard this on Coast to Coast and like I, I actually I listened to your Coast to Coast interview okay. to kind of prepare for this. Like and what was interesting is when you and Richard were talking about that Dreamland website where the feds like raided mm -hmm. the guy's house. I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, like, what did that guy have that that they were so interested in he had to have known something that we i mean can you even speculate that you, you have an idea i mean because i can't even think what it might have been well what, as, what do you think as rich and i was alluding to this new whistleblowers act 
you know, if anybody paid attention and should uh, go back and look at the recordings of that congressional hearing that we had back in June or whenever. And it was all about the UF Congress UFO hearing and more people was focusing on, um, you know, them showing UAPs in the mini, but what they missed and what Rich and I talked about, and, and I'm sure some people saw it or heard it was the, in, the dialogue between LaHood and Moultrie. And when LaHood said, is there any consequences uh, that we have in place or you've heard of anything uh, to hold people accountable for what they consider uh, whatever they want, false narratives. Okay. And he, in, in the DOD says, no, however, we can discuss this. So it's on the record now, meaning they're putting this in action, but we're going to discuss it. And then he came back The DOD says, we need to do something. And what was so scary was how do we put a mechanism in place that we can control the narrative, what's out there in the media and hold our citizens and everyone else accountable. So what we, which now you got those two factions, Rob, that we was talking about. So that faction yeah. is saying, seriously, they won't disclosure. So what happened days after that? We hear about this whistleblowers act. So obviously there was another faction listening like, oh, wow. Now we need to protect these people that they're getting ready to make a plan to go after. Okay. And all they got to deem is whatever they say or have is something. And I think, as Richard said, we saw the first deterrent. Remember, and also LaHood said, what deterrences do we have? They just did the first one. I think, Richard think, a lot of us think that that was the first one because they went in that man's house, took everything from him, gave him a list, but no reason, and said, maybe you put something up there. Okay, maybe what? But we can't tell you what you got on your site, but yet, you have something. So I don't think he had anything. It was the test of saying, let's do something that people are going to hear about because that means you next week can have a show and you can say something that somebody told you. Somebody sent you an email and you may show a picture that you've gotten from someone. And if they think what you had is too serious to be known about and you would think, okay, fine. They can come into your house, no knock warrant, you know, wake you up, have your family outside with their clothes off like they had only in the underwear, his, his girlfriend, take everything you got. We ain't live streaming anymore and give you no reason. This is why that Whistleblowers Act Amendment came in, because they knew this was going to start happening and they needed people to be protected. That's our consensus. Well, what is the whistleblower? What is the whistleblower protection amendment um, say? Like, is it is it protect it us that, at all? Or? Well, it gives protections to government employees, contractors, citizens, and people to come forward if they want to share uh, pertinent information. Um, so that's on one end of spectrum, but it doesn't say anything about us having our freedom of speech and doing what we do. But at the same time, it's something that you're talking about. If you want to get out there and put it under there, it's some protection. So it's still scary that they are putting together or have the ability to come out of nowhere and knock and kick your door in and take all your stuff just because they think he posted something. See, it's it's okay. The whole point is if they he took photos down, they didn't take them down. Remember, he said, I 
took some, I just started taking stuff down off my site. They didn't shut his site down because if it was something up there, they can't take two photos down. Then you know exactly what the problem was, right? So they either would shut the whole site down or told him to take everything down, which he volunteered. They took all his stuff. That's a different story, I think. Oh, my God. This is insane. Because this is really scary. Because this is like ufology yeah. we're talking about. Whereas, like, ufology has always been, like, a real, like, friendly, like, especially, like, within our community. Like, everybody I've met at conferences and, you know, everybody I've interacted with, like, doing podcasts with has been so friendly. And it's it's such a nice community to be involved in. And, like, oh, that's, you oh, know. That's that's, nice. Yeah. But like so, like the fact that the government can kind of just take that away from us, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of BS, you know. And I don't, you know, I don't even know where to go with that. It's just it's just so scary, man. Wow, I never even I, I didn't realize how serious it was. That's insane. What we, what we do is a very serious thing, and now judging by that, it's going to get a, a little more serious for us to step out front and do what we do. Not fear, but just serious. Um, they protected this this secret and guarded it for years, uh, and we've heard stories of people that you know could, pop, like you said, you were speaking of earlier, getting run over by cars and all of these things. And so um, now uh, it's gotten even more serious because they have had a congressional hearing, um, and now people got to understand, even the people that don't believe, well, UFO taxes maybe because you're paying for it now. You know, you are literally when you get that check and your, you know, your, you know, taxes come out of it. There is somewhere in there is paying for the new UFO office, an anomaly uh, office, and it's real. And they're, and but they're they're serious about this thing, and they're very serious about keeping the secret, the big secret. And and so what do we know? And I think what people, you know, I tell my audience all the time, your eyes are useless when your mind is blind. It's time to think why, because we know what they do, Rob. We know how they're doing it. And the how and the what is never, never as important as the why. And that's what we got to go with curiosity. And so many people just stuck around the what and, the, and how they're doing it and not asking why, like you and myself and, and being curious. Now, with this all said, do you think at the same time, do you think there's factions of the government that will like uh, kind of let misinformation be put out so it gets people off the trail? Do you think yeah. there's actually people who will actually go out and like, and, and say to YouTube or say to other places like, oh, you can keep this stuff up. We want this up because this will mislead people. And they, so they kind of let that stuff fly. Do you think that's possible? And it happens in Hollywood. That's where it begins. You know, they make these movies. They do all these things that they don't told them. They know. But when we approach them, what do they do? Ah, oh, you saw that in the movie. <laughs> and, and that's part of the plan. Let's put it out there in such a way that it seems crazy. So when they do bring it up, we can say that crazy person got that information from that crazy place website the youtube channel or they saw this at the movies uh so it's all strategic it, it always been that way it's us it's up to us and ufology and the community of truth seekers to decipher through that information and what is to be true and in order to do that we got to have people with curiosity minds that are not lazy 
literary when it comes down to this stuff. So you got to help people that if we present enough information to them that something is true, that they're willing to look at something that they thought to be true all their lives, and we present them enough information and they now say, okay, wait a minute, that is not true. Uh, we can now move the needle and something that is not true that they was thinking all their lives. And we present enough evidence that they can read, they can see, they can hear that they're willing to say, Oh, wait a minute, this could be true. Uh, but we don't, we don't have a lot of people can move like that in the mindset. They either stuck this way or they're stuck that way. And that's it. Yeah. Going back to this guy who had this Dreamland website, well, when I think of Dreamland, that was the name for Area 51. So it makes me think, did he kind of get some kind of up-close photographs of Area 51, and that would kind of breach national security, and maybe that's why they came after him. I'm just well, speculating. It's, it's said on, there, there's a, a video that um, the news that covered it, and George Knapp was part of that, and, and Jerry Cabell was, you can see, had a few pictures, and yeah, Dreamland is an area there. So he had a store and a location there. Uh, he all he regularly spoke with ex-employees, employees of the place. So a possibility that he could have gotten something from them. Um, they say that in the newscast that that's a possibility, and 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 from that that is okay. And so that is not for us to focus on. I wouldn't uh, the fact that okay maybe he had a photo because what. I'm saying is, and what Richard is saying, it's a deeper problem for people like ourselves because today you and I can have a discussion and you can say something that they want to just say that Rob said something on his show and come in and take your cameras and take everything from you and give you a, a list of inventory, but no reason. And they, they haven't given him no reason and they don't have to. They found a way somewhere in our constitution that they can go in there and do those things. That's the scary part. It, I, I, don't, I can care less about what's going on with a photo that he had at area 51. I care more about the underlying test of what they were doing uh, and how they was able it's to taking our freedoms away. Right. And yeah. So it's all, it's why, why did they do it? Yeah, they yeah. can say all day, what we need to find out the, the, the why is always greater than everything. Wow, this is insane. This is so wild. Like I, I'm just trying to process it because it makes me think. It almost reminds me of when YouTube gives you a strike. Like if you've gotten a strike from YouTube before, and then you try to appeal it, mm -hmm. and then they just kind of like they brush you off. They don't even tell you why. They just say, "Oh yeah, no, it's, that's what it is." I, I mean, that's happened to me before. It seems like they, the government can kind of do the same thing. So it's like we're treading on very thin ice here. Yeah, YouTube has its powers. They have their uh, it's their ownership. That's their platform. They got their rules and they can do it whenever they want. And if they want to tell you that you violated something with a strike, they did it. Our government obviously at this point felt that they rule the people they can control. Uh, they said it. Is there any consequences? He said, we want to create that narrative. We want to make sure what we want disseminated out into the mainstream. Uh, he said it right there in, in people's face. And, and that would be, uh, you know, suppressing or going after citizens that they feel that things are not now again um you know we can assume that he he had a lot of dealings with people from area 51 okay because he that's where he was 
uh, and it's something that he posted on the site. And he's saying it's something that he made a posted on the site, but they took everything else though. They took everything. They could have shut that site down without him coming out there, without them coming out there. They could have just, I've been to many sites. that says warning FBI took over the site. They could have shut the site down if that's what they want to do. But they, instead they came there and then they was looking for something. They went to his, his other house where his girlfriend was. What give him a, you know, so obviously ain't got nothing to do with a photo that's uploaded. Uh, but he, he, he leans more toward the UFO. So that tells you enough. Yeah, that's insane. That's wild. I'll, I'll switch the topic. But one of the last things I wanted to ask you about was the ETs. Like, um, like I wanted to ask you about the ETs you hear about most often, and like what their agenda is. You think for us, what their agenda? Um, some people will say. Well, first, let me answer the question. I don't know what their agenda is, and I don't think a lot of people know. And if someone says that they know all the answers in this run away as fast as you can we just don't know because just as yeah. much as there's different races of people on this planet there's different species of ets and they all have a different purpose uh, so there's people that say they come in peace so they're a little more benevolent uh, and then you got your blue alizondo clan that's you know a faction says hey wait a minute they are malevolent. we need to protect ourselves um i'm a little in both but i i, I definitely believe in you know, that if they were to be hostile, are we capable of defending ourselves? Uh, so if that agenda unfolded, what would we do? So some people say, oh, they're here to help humanity and they're saving us. Or uh, so people like to be a surface level and say, okay, well, you know, why they're not stopping some of the stuff that's happening in this, this war thing. Or some people might say, well, uh, they, they're working with our government and giving us tech. Whatever the reason is uh, in their agenda, we don't know until they step out and say one word. Welcome earthlings or high earthlings. I come in peace. And we'll know. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I was going to ask you, like, what, what, what do you think about all the different races we hear of, like the gray, the Nordic, the reptilian? Mm -hmm. Um, the mantid. Do you think that there's some kind of validation for all of those? Yeah, I, I I think that the people that are reporting these things um, is, you know, without the evidence of us saying, okay, let's see this, and and that takes us all the way back to uh, us seeing one of them get out of their spacecraft or however they do transportation, transportation or whatever they want to do, and identifying themselves, but. There's enough people that have uh, produced information and evidence that we have all of these different races, grays, the Nordics, the tall grays, uh, the avian people, the reptilians, the uh, arteria. I mean, just, just so many things. Uh, so yeah. I, because I'm in a space and because I believe they believe it, then I'm with them. I think we do have all those things. I agree. I haven't seen one. I still can't believe. So, yeah. Me, me too. I've, I've never seen an ET either. I want to. I mean, I don't want to be abducted, you know, but if I can have some kind of positive contact, that's, I'm all for that. But like, you know, I'm not willing to risk the dice on it. You know, and I to roll the dice. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not willing to roll the dice on it because I don't want to know if it's going to be a negative or positive. 
but I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to have a negative experience, but um, it's, it's all fascinating. And so I, I guess that's why I love this field because it, it never gets boring. It's a, it's the chase. It's almost like a, a I don't know, like a, like something, somebody, does, it's like somebody does with gambling or, or, or like a, like a drug. Like it's, it, it's that same chase for me, chasing ufology, you know, because I, I, I always feel like I want the truth. You know, it's like a chase for the truth, you know? I agree with you. Um, it's, it's the curiosity is what gets me and the curiosity to get the cat. Right. And so, um, that's going to always be first and foremost, uh, but also seeking the truth is the main thing, you know, keeping the main thing, the main thing. So, um, I'm down with that, but at the end of the day, um, we still got to be vigilant, um, uh, you know, toward getting the answers from the big secret keepers because, it's all about connecting the dots, Rob. It's all about connecting the dots. Uh, that's, that's really well said. And um, and I, I just want to thank you so much for coming on my show. And I'm going to upload this as soon as we're done. And uh, if you want to tell everybody where they can find your YouTube, where they can find your website, and anything else you want to promote. And thank you so much. I appreciate you having me here. And and as always, it's you know you're doing a fantastic job yourself. And you know, you keep up the good work of what you're doing and, you know, and encourage people to subscribe to your channel and what you're doing. My channel is, if you look for me, is Roderick Martin and that's Why the Big Secret. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, which is then uploaded to the podcast. Uh, the website is uh, whythebigsecret.com. Um, I will be announcing our campfire uh, to where we're going to be uh, trying to, to uh, get that, that, those stories in our community in one place and then we can begin to start the next play uh procedure of what we want to do um but at the end of the day find me at uh com and or, or the youtube channel mainly and and can't wait to meet you and whoever is watching uh, as they comment in the comment section we do live and we actually you know communicate with our audience so that's awesome and thank you until next time, we'll have to do it again. No problem. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good night.